Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Tuesday, December 13th, 2022, and I do not have a brand new Tuesdays with Tata for you today. Tata and I just didn't get it done this weekend. It was kind of a weird weekend. And Anyway, I've got a, a great classic Tuesdays with Tata for you. We're talking about drying things up and, and how we get to the end of the year and finish strong, and, and we, we don't want to keep covering the same ground. We don't want to keep going back to Egypt for chariots and horses like the Israelites kept wanting to do. We want to go forward in our lives so God can keep that Isaiah 43 promise that he's going to dry up the old things and do a new thing. He's going to plant, he's going to give us streams in the wilderness and make a way where there is no way. And in order to do that, we have to stop covering the same old ground. I got a voicemail from Doris in Lincoln, Nebraska yesterday, where she defined insanity, but that Albert Einstein quote, here's what she had to say. Hello, this is Doris from Lincoln, Nebraska. I wanted to share with you the definition of insanity that I learned years ago is from Albert Einstein. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We spent a lot of time last weekend talking about band-aids on broken bones. Like you keep, you wonder why life isn't feeling better. You wonder why you're not feeling more hopeful. You wonder why it doesn't seem like God's keeping his promises. One of the first things to look at is what treatments are you applying to your life, friend? Have you, have you finally have you gotten to a place where you're ready to stop covering that same old ground? Are you ready to go somewhere new? And that's what God wants to do. He wants to take us to a new place. He wants to do a new thing. And today's the day. We're going to get started. We're going to stop expecting a different result. How about that? So Tuesdays with Tata today reminds us that we, when we, we have this overwhelming sense that, that, that we're going to be lost, there's always an opportunity to find hope. We, we don't ever need to give up because we can just put our eyes in the right place and look at the right place, then we'll find hope. And Jehoshaphat teaches us that. This is a great episode from way back in February of this year, and I'm going to bring that to you now. Quick shout out to my son-in-law, Nate, and my brother, Robert. It's their birthday today, December 13th. Happy birthday, guys. We love you very much. We're proud of you and grateful for you. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And sometimes it seems hopeless. It seems like there's no place to turn. I'm just here to remind you, this episode with Tata will remind you that you can always turn to Him. Always turn to Jesus. Always fix your eyes on God, and there will be a path forward. There, there will be a way. There will be some reason to find hope. All you have to do is start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it.
Well, friend, we're back. It's Sunday afternoon here on the river. It is Sunday, 6 February 2022. I can't believe we're already in February. And since it's Sunday afternoon and we're sitting by the river, you know what that is. What day is it, Tata? <laughs> it's, it's Tuesdays with Tata. It's Tuesdays with Tata. It's one of those weird things where it's Sunday, but it's really Tuesday. <laughs> How you yeah, doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm uh, a little bit melancholy this weekend. It's uh, been one of those weekends that's had some some sadness and some greatness all at the same time. Yes, yes, it has. You know? And it, it, it hangs over us like a pall. Yeah. And it's it like a shadow. It's good. It's kind of interesting. Friday, you know, we had we had some sadness in our family, and it's not a story for here, but some, some sad event. Uh, and then at the same time, we had Randy Alcorn talk about happiness all, all the same day. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of how it is. When you, when you have Jesus, you, you have life that's hard, and you have hope and peace and faith and happiness at the same time. And, yeah, that's right. Yes. And it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. How you look at it. That's right. That's right. Well, today we're going to talk about um, one of the kings from the Old Testament. This is a, a, a particular point that I want to make, but you've kind of expounded on it. And, and you're going to tell us a story about uh, King Jehoshaphat. Yes. Let's talk about old Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Well, as we were talking earlier, that when we think of kings of, of, uh, of Israel, we think, uh, first of all, I, I do, Think of Saul, mm-hmm. and because he was the first king, and he he did he did not do well in in his reign, and King David, who was a man after God's own heart. So, but still, we we if we miss Jehoshaphat, we miss the, the opportunity of looking at someone that God viewed as righteous. Yep. So he was made right with God, <clears throat> and he uh, he was a king of uh, Judah. And we, f- we first start seeing him in 1 Kings 22 in the latter part of that chapter, uh, beginning about verse 41. At age 35, he became king, and he reigned for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a good king. He did right in the eyes of the Lord. But, but, but the, the, and I, was just, I was spending a little time in the, the New King James Version, and the, the, the writer made that point, but... He did not tear down the altars in the, in the high places yeah. where the people were going and making sacrifices and offering incense to God. Yeah, but unauthorized sacrifices. That's yeah. right. It was idolatry. Uh, and so they were practicing idolatry. Then we see again in, in 1 Kings, uh, in the first part of it, chapter 22, that Ahab was uh, getting ready to go to war. Yeah. And he was another king. Uh, and he, he had 400 prophets. But the one thing that we see about them, they basically told him what he wanted to hear. Because they were getting ready to go into a battle, and the 400 prophets all agreed that he would win. Yeah. And it would be profitable for him. But Jehoshaphat stood up and said, isn't there... One, one of the Lord's prophets still here. And so they sent for, um, and, and Ahab said, um, my, my, I, I'm a, I stumble over his name, but uh, Micaiah, or is it? Micaiah, yeah. yeah. I think so. And he, I think that's how he pronounced that. But he, Ahab did not like him because he told Ahab the truth. Yeah. And, but Ahab took it another way. He said, that, that prophet from God 
always told him what he didn't want to hear. He was always bringing him bad news. But think about this. When they get, get, they're going into battle, Ahab says, let's change robes. You wear mine and I'll wear yours. And so when we go into battle, we will see who's, see who's blessed by this. So first of all, in my mind, what Ahab is doing, he's testing God. Yeah. Because Jehoshaphat asked for a prophet from God. And the prophet, prophet from God said, no, don't go, you'll, you'll lose. And, and that's exactly what happened. In fact, Ahab was killed. Yeah. He died. And, and, and to, keep, to make sure you understand who Ahab was, he had a wife. Do you remember what her name was? Jezebel. It's Jezebel. Yeah. And do you know that the same thing happened to Ahab? He bled to death riding in a chariot, and the dogs licked up his blood. And Jezebel fell out of a window, and guess what happened to her? The dogs licked up her blood. The same thing. So think about that, and and I don't don't see that happening around me, that I understand that, how God deals with some evil now. Yeah. But we believe that he does. Yeah. But I, I don't see evidence of that. I, and, and maybe that's, I'm, I'm naive, I don't know, but I, I don't look for that. Maybe you're not evil enough. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a that's bad that's memory. That's what I'm saying about that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, those, uh, those, those prophets, of four, he had 400 prophets, and I'm assuming they were probably, to him, they were like advisors. Yeah. And they whispered in his ears and told him what he wanted to know. But anyway, that's what happened. And so we find also in Second Chronicles 19 that uh, uh, Jehoshaphat followed God. He, 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 did, he did everything that he knew to do, and God blessed him. He was made, he, he made, but he made a lot of reforms in the country. He sent teachers into the countries and the cities mm-hmm. to teach them how to, how to worship God. And he, then he tore down the high place. The, Altars in the high places. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like a small point, but if you think about that, who said don't, there are no other gods before me? Yeah. God Almighty said that himself. Yeah, he did. So here we find, finally, Jehoshaphat tears down the, temple, the, the, high, the altars in the high places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, other, and, and then another, another incident that we see that uh, where uh, several nations gathered together against Judah and were going to attack. And we find Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat crying out to God. Yeah. He was afraid. Yeah. He was fearful. And he, he, he ordained a fast throughout the nation. And, and the people all did the same thing. They cried out to the Lord. Yep. And, and, and they, he sought God's guidance in all of that. And all of the people joined him in it. But and at the end of all of that, Jehoshaphat was blessed. God blessed him because all those nations that came against him were defeated. That's right. Because he trusted God. That's right. And he waited on God. He did not try to do something by his own hand, by his own power, and by his own might. That's right. So what is, what is, what is the lesson, lesson for us today? Because as, if you think about the theme throughout the whole Bible, it, it's stunning because it's, it's almost repetitious. Uh, God requires faithfulness yeah. because God is faithful. He, he made a promise. He made a covenant with Abraham. 
And it was based on land, it was based on people, and it was based on a son. And that all nations would come from him. And, and God kept that commandment. That's right. But he also, God also required that we love each other, that we care about each other, that we look to each other's needs. Yeah. Because he did not intend for us to, to be. And the other thing that he required was justice and mercy. Now, because God is just and he is merciful, he is merciful to us. Yeah. And he is just with us. And the truth, um, just like Jesus told the woman at the well that the, that the time was coming and now was, that the true worshipers of God would worship him in spirit and in truth. Because it, God is truth. And God is holy. Yeah. And, and God intends for us to be involved in mission work. Now, what, how, do, how do you come to that? that? How do you come to that thought? Because what did Jesus say? When he sent the seven out, the 70 out, he told them the same thing. Go, go and make disciples. Yep. So all of those things, run, they run throughout the, the Old Testament. They run throughout the New Testament. And it is so profound for me to think about that, that God, God uses people where they are. But what does God require? A willing heart. That's right. A willing heart. Somebody says, yes, I know you're God. And, and says to Jesus, I know you're God's son. Mm-hmm. And I know you died for me. And how do you arrive at that conclusion? Do you apply the scientific problem-solving process to it? <laughs> no. no. It is by faith. By faith, we believe and we trust. And we attempt to do what God wants us to do. That's right. And think about all the people that this king, Jehoshaphat, blessed. When they saw him, when the people saw him following God and and leaning on God, crying out to God, they did the same thing. They wanted to do the same thing. Now, why did God choose to let him reign for that period of time? I don't know. It was part of God's plan. Where was it all leading? It was all leading to Jesus Christ. That's right. The whole process. Even, even when they went into Babylonian captivity for 70 years, and we talked about people like Daniel, God selected him. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because Daniel selected him. That's right. He, it, it is, it is not a, it's not a hard thing to do. But it's sometimes for us, we think we can do it with our own hands. Uh-huh. And we think we can do it with our own might and our own skills. But even all of that is a blessing from God. That's right. Now, he expects us to use the blessings that he's given us uh-huh. to be a blessing to him. I can remember once upon a time that uh, a speaker, David Robinson, was speaking at, at Oak Hills in San Antonio. And David Robinson played for the Spurs, like they call him the Admiral. Yeah. But he, he, he first things out, words out of his mouth were that he had seen a bumper sticker that said, God bless America. Yeah. He said, I want to see a bumper sticker that says, America, God bless God. Yeah, America bless God. And so looking at all of that, we, we wonder, 
we wonder what is what is in it for us. What is in what's what's our part in all of this? And God Himself said He didn't want sacrifices. He He wanted justice and mercy. Mm-hmm. And and those are the things that are required of us. And and sometimes, unfortunately, we think it's too complicated. And it's not. It's really not. Um, all you have to do when you smile at someone, what happens? They smile back. That's right. Um, and then other things happen that 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 make you make you think that other people may or may not be watching. I remember once upon a time visiting a police officer in the hospital, and he was very ill. And I asked him as when we finished being talking together and praying together, I asked him if there's anything I, I could do for him, and he said, "No, you did it all when you first met me. You called me your brother." Mm. Amen. So it's the little things. What did Jesus say? A cup of water. A cup of water. And you visited me. Does it, we, when we think about sharing the gospel or, 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 or proclaiming the gospel, we think about big things like being a missionary in India yeah. or being a missionary in Afghanistan or being a missionary in Wuhan, China. Yeah. That's too big to us. But the kingdom, Jesus always talked about the kingdom being a mustard seed. Yep. I don't even know. I remember seeing one once. It was in a ball, but it was a magnifier. And it made the seed look huge. Yep. But they're not very big. No, they're tiny. And so from that little seed, a big tree comes. So what we have to do is we have to we have to be kind to ourselves first of all we have to be true to ourselves and we have to we have to make sure that when we look at what we're doing why are we doing it are we being doing it to be seen by somebody else are we being doing it to be follow make God happy with us right. make God or proud of are, us yeah. yeah so it's focus but where does it all begin you, us. That's where it begins. Yeah. The heart. In, in yeah. our heart. Yeah. Amen. So I had one sort of thing I wanted to add to Jehoshaphat's story. Sometimes if you read through the Kings and Chronicles, you, you, if, you, if you do what we did last year, um, and you read through the whole Bible in, in 90 days, you get to Kings and Chronicles, and it feels like you're in a little bit of a loop for That's a while right, yeah. because the same stories are told in two different places, often almost word for word. And, of course, they were written in different times for different audiences. So in the Bible, it seems repetitious, but in the the way it came out back then, it would have been news to whoever was reading it. But when you get to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and we have this whole life of Jehoshaphat that we've covered here today, where he's chosen by God, he did the right things, he didn't get rid of the high places, he spread the word, taught people, finally cleaned up his mess and took (laughs) care of everything, had some battles, and then ultimately, at the end of his life, kind of made a mistake and, and tried to reunite with Israel against God's will and, and kind of lost at the end. But, but in this one story, in, Jehoshaph- in Jehoshaphat's story in Second Chronicles 20, there's a little toolkit here for us for what to do when we face something that feels insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And I want to leave us with that today. Like this, this story, so as you said earlier, Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20 
they, he lists all these ites, the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Munites, these groups of armies <laughs> come together and they're united to come out against Jehoshaphat and Judah in battle. And, and the people look out and there's a great multitude, a great throng of enemies coming against them from Edom, from beyond the sea. And they're here and they're on top of us. And they're telling Jehoshaphat, hey, the, all these armies are out there. We're in trouble, yeah. right? And Jehoshaphat, it says in verse 3, Jehoshaphat was afraid, yeah. and he set his face to seek the Lord. Amen. So, okay, you remember in my new book, Hope is the First Dose, we talk about this, but hope comes in two component parts. It comes from memory and from movement. It comes from remembering that you've been in a situation before that felt insurmountable and God mm-hmm. got you through it, or you've read about somebody else who did, or you've spent time in the Word and you've seen how David and the Lamenters and all these people have gotten through hard things. So you, you remember some things that seem to remind you, as Mark Twain said, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it often rhymes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So you remember, and then you move, you, you do something, you take action. Right. And, and those two things, remembering and moving, will, will always inspire hope. They mm-hmm. will always rekindle faith, and mm-hmm. God will reward them by, by adding the wind to your sails when you mm-hmm. decide to move towards hope. So here's what he does. He's afraid... And he sets his face to seek the Lord. What does that mean? He gets in a prayer posture. That's right. And he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek God's will in this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just react, fight or flight, run away or go into battle without figuring out what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. So, friend, that's a powerful thing. He is afraid. It's okay to be afraid. That's right. It doesn't say he was fearless and he charged into the fight. Yeah, no. It says he was terrified that's and right. he set his face to seek the Lord. He started with a fast. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And then he assembled all of Judah to seek help. So he not only prayed, he got his friends to pray. He went to the prayer wall. That's right. He, he, he solicited other people to pray on That's his right. behalf. That's right. That God would make it clear what they were to do and that he would be with them. That's right? right. So he's taking action. He, re- he remembers who God is. He's taking action to seek God's will, to pray and fast. And here's something else that was fascinating to me. He goes into this prayer. Sorry, I almost dropped my iPad there. He, he lays it in God. He reminds God who he is. He said, oh, God, you are God in heaven. You rule over all the kingdoms. In your hand are power and might. He's ascribing to God right. all the attributes of God that are true. And that's not random, Tata. No. He's not doing that to, to tell God who God is. No. He's doing that to remind himself who God Absolutely. is. Absolutely. That ascription prescription we've talked about before, when you ascribe, as David said, ascribe to the Lord those things that are his. Sorry, somebody's vibrating my phone here. So the the type of prayer he's engaging in right here is one of reminding himself who God is so that he can then have confidence Mm -hmm. for himself in who God is. He's ascribing to the Lord. So he's saying, you rule all over the kingdoms. Your hand has power and might. No one can withstand you. So what's happening? He's looking out over the field and seeing this overwhelming group of armies and reminding himself that no one can withstand God. That's right. He's, he's preparing his heart to face the fight that he's getting ready to be in. That's right. Or he thinks he's about to be in. And, and, and you think about all of that and you ask yourself the question, well, why did God want me to know all of that or understand all of that? Yep. So we could be like that. So I could be like him. And I understand he he not only was t- he had not only looked at himself, but he looked for help. That's right. And he knew where his help came from. That's right. 
look what he says as he continues in this prayer. He says, did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the yeah. descendants of Abraham, your friend? Yeah. Remember? He's reminding God, <laughs> yeah. you gave it to your friend. You said it was forever. This reminds me of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right before they're going to go in the fiery furnace. And they say, we're not going to bow to you, right. to the king. We're not going to give in to you because our God's going to save us. Right. But even if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't that's we're right. still not going to worship That's right. Right? So he, now he, look at what Jehoshaphat says. Very reminiscent. It's a Mark Twain moment here. And they have lived in it and have built for you a sanctuary in your name. And they said, if disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. That's right. But they're saying, even if we lose, right. you're still going to save us. That's right. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up on you. We know who you are. You've done it throughout our history, and there's no reason to think you won't do it again today. And by the way, we're still your friends, God. Right? I love that. <laughs> Abraham, your friend. You get, I love it. So then here's, here's how he finishes the prayer of Tata, and this is the whole point of today. Oh God, in verse 12, Will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That's right. And friend, that's where we wanted to take you today. We wanted to give you this, this, this talk about kings and our place and what God wants of us and all those things. But we want to leave you with what you do when it feels overwhelming. And what you do is you acknowledge that you're afraid that's right. you set your face to pray right. you get other people to pray you remind god who he is and thereby remind yourself who god mm-hmm. is you you resolve that even if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to you're still going to believe that's right. you're still going to have hope and then when you don't know what else to do you just fix your eyes on jesus that's right because is it easy for us to admit that we're afraid no no because we're not taught that We're not taught to be afraid, to to let fear rule us. And so that's the point, though. Don't let fear rule you. That's right. And and, and sometimes we have to accept where we are. And it doesn't matter. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He accepted where he was. He was in God's hands. And God was leading him. That's right. We're going to finish, after we pray in a minute, we're going to finish with some music from Shane and Shane and a song called Eyes on You that was inspired by this verse. We'll go out with that. But before we do, there's some people right now um, who don't know what to do. Yeah, that's right. And they're struggling. Some of them are very dear to us, and we care very much about them, and we're feeling their pain today. And, And when you don't know what to do, what do you do? You fix your eyes on Jesus. And the prayer wall is replete today right. with with many examples of people who are, who could pray this very prayer and probably are. Joy says, please pray for my sister who lost her job after 35 years. She's being treated unfairly. She's been hurt by an emotional attack by her boss. She's 65 years old and, and needs a job. Um, somebody said, I'm feeling so low. It's an anonymous prayer request. I'm grateful for all God has given me, but I'm feeling low, like the worst thing that has ever happened to my family. I feel like a curse and not a blessing. She's saying she feels like the worst thing that's ever happening, or he or she. They don't identify the gender. I feel like a curse and not a blessing. I feel ineffective for those I love and those and for Christ. I need prayer to put one foot in front of the other. And remember that God knows why I'm here and that I can see and believe it more today and move forward for him. The pain is overwhelming 
and I'm fighting, feeling selfish, even for asking for prayer. Mm. This person's feeling um, invalid, uh, invaluable. Yeah. And, not, and, and then David C. Uh, David says, my grandson Colby is working at kicking his drug addiction and has entered into a sober living arrangement. Please pray that God would take full control of his desires and help him surrender daily to the Lord. There's just so much here. Mm. Um, young woman named Stephanie wrote in. Uh, we talked about her a couple of episodes ago, and she's dealing with cancer. Her husband's deployed in the military. She's got several small children. Mm. She's been told that it could be really serious, the type of cancer that she has. Um, and she's struggling. She's Stephanie's asked for prayer. Um, and then we have Stacy, who says, I'm struggling with mental and physical health. My 30-year marriage is ending. Recently became an empty nester. Now she's going through a divorce. Mm. She's praying for direction and for peace of mind. And then we have uh, Don Dalrymple, who's a great supporter of the podcast, writes in a lot, um, asking for prayers for Jason George, who is three years old and has leukemia. Mm. And we just we just have a lot. Right. We have another friend. I can't say their name, um, but a friend from Wyoming who's dealing with brain cancer. Uh, we need to pray for them. We just have a lot. And, and, and then in our situation, our family, we have um, just some fresh pain, and, and we need to give it up to God. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you, and we'll start, and we'll set our face towards prayer. Tata, would you pray for us? Mm. Oh, Abba, we belong to you. Abba, we belong to you. We are yours, and you are ours, and it's in the Sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we come to you. We seek your blessing Amen. of grace and mercy and peace. Oh, Abba, please forgive us of our sins and hear our prayer. Especially me, my sins are many, Father. But Father, we're so thankful to you for Jesus, Father. Thank you for loving us and sending so much that you sent your own one and only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to die for us. And thank you for all the blessings that we have in you. Thank you for being mindful of us. Thank you for watching over us, protecting us from harm, especially the little ones. And Father, have mercy on us, for we are sinners. And Father, we, we join all of these that who, have, who have put prayers on the prayer wall and the people are praying for them. Father, we pray for people that are suffering from illness, suffering from loss of their jobs, and, and struggle in their families. And Father, today I'm reminded, I just, I just found a bookmark that I, that I had, had seen years ago. And I had not seen it in a while, but it, it had a picture of a little boy that looked like he had Down syndrome. But Father, it, the message on the, on the bookmark was, tell someone today, I love you. Hmm. And so we start with you, Father. We tell you, we love you, we need you, we trust you, we have confidence in you. We can't do it without you. And so, Father, we pray that we, we will be mindful of those that are in our family that, that, are, that are suffering. And, Father, we, pray, we will hold them up to you. And we'll be mindful of those people that are struggling by themselves. They feel alone. They feel, they feel lost. They feel devastated. They feel ineffective. Father, maybe it starts with us. And maybe it starts with our relationship with you. You are our Heavenly Father. You are our God. And Abba is a term that, that the Apostle Paul referenced in Romans that we could cry out to you, Abba, 
And so if we do that, Father, we cry out to you, Abba. Please be mindful of us. Please bring healing, bring grace and mercy and peace. And Father, be attentive. Turn your ear to those that are crying out to you. Hear them. In their hour of need, in their hour of the stress that some of these people are indicated as beyond comprehension, Father. But we know that you, nothing is beyond your notice. Nothing is beyond your arm's reach. And we know that nothing is too difficult for you. So we, we ask you, demonstrate your mighty power in our presence for your glory, not ours. And so, and so Father, we lay all of this at, at your feet and we leave it there. We don't take it back. We ask you, we need you. We can't make it without you. And Jesus, we need you. And Holy Spirit, we, leave, we need you. And Father, we love you. And Jesus, we love you. And Holy Spirit, we love you. Amen. Please be with us. And we ask it all in the sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your Son and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Tata, thanks. This is always such a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you, you said it uh, the earlier... Um, and there, there, there's always moments like that, where there are moments of sadness and, and moments that, that, that when we just seem like we're overwhelmed, but then God will send a rainbow. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Uh, he, he gives us a sign, and that sign should, is we're not alone. That's right. He's with us. That's right. Well, if we're going to acknowledge our fears and set our face and seek the Lord, when should we do it? Start today. That's right. Here's Shannon Shane. I don't know which way to go, but my eyes are on you. I don't know which way to turn, but my ears are to the ground. You say that I could hear your voice, so I am listening.
Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.